если можно, сделать лучше. It's your girl Olivia. In the current revolutionary times we are living in, we are watching varying entities try to alter our minds, our behaviors, and our realities. And as a result, it is more important than ever for all of us to cultivate the spirit of discernment. Hence the birth of this series. In the next four episodes, I am joined by some of the most incredible people to discuss everything from PSYOP to mind control to political education to navigating your intuition and living in your authentic self. Ultimately, what we want to know is, what's real and what's fake. So today I am with two lovely guests. This is really exciting y'all because I know both of these people from social media and I've been like following them since like, honestly, probably even we made allegedly. So like, they're great. Um, so I'm here with Sunny and Elias and I'll have them introduce themselves. Hi, I'm Sunny. I use they, she pronouns. I have a youtube channel i have a podcast i am i just talk a lot on the internet <laughs> so Retweet. yeah yeah oh <laughs> uh, my name's elias i use he and pronouns i i also run a little tiktok account sometimes feels really surreal sometimes when i think about it so i don't think about it too much <laughs> um yeah. and i also love tweeting i i love think tweeting is really fun yeah anytime anytime any day, anytime. And this will probably be, I think, the second episode y'all are seeing in this series. So I know y'all came back for more, duh. So I want to talk about, since we talked about like how much we love tweeting, myself included, Twitter fingers to the max, like how do we think Twitter and tweeting and all that stuff is related to political education? Like what role do you think it's played like in all of our political education? So I think their at is Queer Socialism. I think their name is... Oh, like Josh. Yes, yeah. yes Josh. Yeah. yeah, Josh. Like, that person has really helped me, one, know how to articulate myself on these things, but two, how to mm -hmm. think about them. And I love the mm -hmm. articles that he writes and things like that. Mm -hmm. So I think, like, those have really helped me. But also, I think a big primary part of Twitter and, like, social media in general is, like, how it's able to, like counter mainstream narratives and like dominant narratives so like twitter's like kind of the only space where i get like media from like south america asia africa yeah. you know i have direct access Retweet. to users who post like when the sos cuba stuff started like people right. were talking about that before before it blew up yeah like they right. were saying oh, right. and these people were from latin america they're not, yeah. not just from mm -hmm. cuba but like like colombia brazil all those places and i was sitting there like oh, like, I should look out for this. And then three days later, the hashtag blows up. And I'm like, right, right, wow. Right. So you see it happening in front of your eyes. Yeah. In real time. That's the thing about Twitter. Like, for me, like, I don't watch mainstream news. Like, I don't oh, watch mainstream sure. news at all. I don't yeah. read mainstream news at all. Yeah. And so, like, I think it's, like, interesting how, honestly, I think I have more of an accurate understanding of what's happening in the world in terms of our social yes. sociopolitical yes. landscape 
from twitter.com yeah. then cnn then sure. um, the new york times then whatever and we'll get into why exactly that is yeah i agree i also think something that frustrates me about social media and political education i think is that i started getting into marxism uh and uh, understanding what the hell it even was through just like a twitter account i i maybe like in 20 like 17 or something like that like i was just like on a private account looking following every person who called themselves to marcus leninist seeing all their mm-hmm. thoughts and yeah. being like mm-hmm. hmm some of this makes a lot of sense and being like yeah call me twitter yeah yeah i was sucked in because i was so intrigued because in real life it was it felt so like it, it was so deeply like liberal versus republicans it was like so yeah. and at a certain point i just felt like it was so fucking shallow it was so it was exactly. ridiculously performative it was a, to a certain point where i felt like i was being the same kind of person as everyone else was i guess and at a certain point i was like if everyone else can see the world as it is and is coming to these and it's coming to the conclusion of, oh, I'm a Democrat. Oh, I'm a Republican. Oh, I believe this. Something is not right. Like, this is this right. does not yeah. make sense. Because... If these are our options, <laughs> if these two options yeah. are our options. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think it's interesting how, like, the two-party system is also very reflective of the way the binary is enforced in, like, every single, yeah. like, yeah. sector. Yeah. Like, I think that's society. something about, like, what's that called? Cartesian dualism. Like, that whole idea of, like, thinking of these two separate things. Truly. has always been part of like western philosophy it's either or exactly and i really think it has our brains in a blender because like there are people that like i mean like without twitter without i don't know we'll talk about the ways in which people can get their political education probably later in the conversation you really think those are the only two options yeah. you really think that it is an either or that it's mm-hmm. and it's a valid either or or a like um that this either or will actually lead to any sort of change to the material conditions of anyone and i remember i would be sitting in like my government class and we would like we'd be talking about like gender inequality or something and i would bring up i'd bring up like okay yeah but not all people who are pregnant are women and everyone would look at me like i was crazy and i'm like okay if this is what is insane to y'all like if this is what if these are the, the takes that are blowing your minds out of the fucking water like <laughs> we need we something no. like maybe the crazy people on the internet are like make some are making some points i think that the issue though for a lot of people is that like you start seeing people's hot takes on the internet and then like that's kind of like that's where you like end that's where that's where it stops um and you're, you're not really interested in engaging beyond that which I don't understand because how can you, how can you get a glimpse into what reality is and and not want to seek more, uh, and to seek mm-hmm. more understanding? But some people. But just... I think like that's actually like a testament to the extent at which like the oppressed have like internalized a fear of their own freedom mm. or like internalize the consciousness of their yes. oppressor mm. because why would you not be invested in understanding more about a society that is in your best interest yeah. like yeah. like why would you not like why would that not pique your interest why would you not want to know more about that why would you not want to learn more about that the logic should say that like it's in your best interest you you only stand to gain you mm-hmm. only stand to whatever so why not mm-hmm. right i think something that frustrates me so much about american politics is like whenever people are like i'm not democrat i'm not republican i'm not right or left, and then they don't do anything about it 
Yeah. They don't do anything about yeah. it. Yeah. Every they always like say these mantras of like both parties suck, do this and that, and then like mm-hmm. they don't act on it. And then it it's like it. they love it they love saying these things. They love talking about corruption and like things like that. And then they don't act on mm-hmm. it. Then they just vote for Democrats and Republicans again. I'm like, yeah. How? Yeah. Yeah. Like 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 how could it be that there's this like common general consensus among the American population? That the two-party system sucks. They hate both parties. And yet people don't act on that. Mm, like, I think people how? don't realize that, like, society is built by us for us. And, like, and I always feel like, I always see this on TikTok, too. Whenever, like, you talk about, like, big issues happening, and then someone comments, like, well, what am I supposed to do? Like, it's the corporations and politicians doing shit. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I made a y'all, TikTok on this. like. <sighs> Yeah, yeah, like, y'all need to realize that people, us, are what construct society. Like, this society mm-hmm. literally cannot function if we stopped working, if we stopped literally. doing anything. It would fall apart. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I just I just wish people would be able to realize that, like, the only reason why these people have power and we feel so powerless is because we give it to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, we shouldn't mm-hmm. feel so stuck and stagnant to be, mm-hmm. like... Oh, like I can't change the system. I I can only vote Democrat and Republican. I'm like, y'all. Like, if you work together, if you collectively act like together in action, mm-hmm. then you have all the power in this world. Mm-hmm. So, and that's just something I feel like a lot of Americans. I don't know if it's like scared of that freedom or like an ignorance to that freedom, but like it's. A, I think it's a mix of both, and this is like what we're going to get into like i i think that political education is the only way that you can arrive at that conclusion yeah. the only way that you can yeah. arrive at that understanding i agree right i agree because it's only by having a like like firm understanding of the reality in which we're in a firm understanding of how these systems and structures of oppression are not only manifesting in your own life but in your neighbor's life in your community's life and so on and so forth can you like start to realize like yo like if we just stopped, like, shit would look different. A lot of people don't understand their position in the mess. Mm-hmm. They understand the yes. mess and they understand whatever, yes. but they don't understand their position in it. And it comes from this, like, and this is also a thing that I want to talk about with political education is, like, the way that political education has almost become this thing that is, like, removed from your individual self. Mm. It's, like, this thing that you, like, read about and, like, like talk about yeah. and regurgitate but then like people can't even leftist even um communist even socialist whatever you want to call yourself sometimes can't even put themselves in that theory yeah. in that political yeah. education in that whatever and that's where i think we start to see the issues arise yeah. i made a tiktok that was kind of like that was like y'all need to read theory i do not care y'all need to read <laughs> and people yeah, got so mad at me people that. got so fucking mad at me and this is the thing people get angry at you like pe- okay everyone can understand that we live in a we live in a society and it sucks and there's reasons for that and we don't like how things are like anyone can come to that conclusion mm-hmm. but to really right. understand like why how where you play into it how these systems like work and like 
what it means for how what it means for them to work and how it manifests in all these different specific ways how do you and then how do you combat it like in order to find that the, that shit yeah. is nuanced that shit has so much history to it and so many people have written about this so extensively people who have actually exactly. fought the fought like have have fought the fought like you know like they've they've been they've been in the fight they've been like walking that you know like they've been on that path and they know what they're talking about and they and and they've made they've paved the way for us like why would you reject the presence of that material exactly. when you could engage exactly. with it and when it's so available it no to sense. you and like so many people were kind of like also in my comments like making up these scenarios of like but what if you this and what if that and what if you can't go there i think a common like I think, like, the common arguments to, like, that mm-hmm. whenever we're, like, you should read, you should educate yourself, mm-hmm. you should whatever, is the um, the argument of, like, that's elitist. Yeah. And then the argument of that, of that, that's, like, like, ableist or, like, not accessible. I have many thoughts. Yeah, yeah. I have many thoughts on this. Speak. Um, I feel like it, it's, I, it's unironically, like, classes and elitist to assume yeah. reading is classes yeah. the truth yeah. like no yeah, yeah, yeah. like That's what I, was gonna say. I need it's, it's I ironic. really need people it's it's so ironic because yeah. like you're basically projecting stupidity upon yeah. working people yeah first of mm-hmm. all like theory isn't merely like reading like you can give someone a pamphlet exactly like, it could be a five page yeah, yeah yeah it could mm-hmm. be a quick like yeah. podcast or video yeah. a, a zine mm-hmm. like yeah. a magazine like something to just get people thinking about like well shit I need to have a better life. Mm-hmm. And I think something that's actually really underused in the modern era is speeches. Mm-hmm. I think speeches yeah. are something mm-hmm. so powerful. Like having a big group of people and then someone's just speaking to you yeah. and everyone around you is being reaffirmed of those like horrible feelings that you all share. I think that is one of the most powerful mediums to like mm-hmm. talk about something. I don't know. I just feel like it's really really strange i honestly think it's a psyop to really say that like reading is not important theory is not important because like theory is accessible in many other ways like so one it's not ableist because like you need to be well read or at least knowledgeable to understand the current moment but two it's not classes because like working people aren't dumb like working people know their life suck and they if they are given the opportunity to discuss that, they are always down to talk about that. This is what I talk about with my parents, my mom and dad, you know, my sisters, my cousins. They're always down to talk. And I I hate this presumption that, like, working people don't care about things. They don't care about their life or, like, society. Like, they're normal people. Like, everyone is interested in these topics. This is so bizarre to me as well because something that I would hear a lot was, like, or something that I see a lot is, like, oh, it's not accessible, and this is, you're being, like, you're being, like, elitist or ableist or whatever, and I'm, like, do you not understand that in places where revolution has happened, where, like, it's, the deed has been done, it's occurred, people who did that shit were not living in material conditions anything like yours right now, right? Like, this was, Mm -hmm. this was not the U.S. in 2021. It was Vietnam in, like, fucking like the mid 20th century people most people were illiterate like and you're telling me that illiterate rice farmers can read can learn to read and learn theory (laughs) and do a revolution and defeat colonial invaders but the average american cannot even 
like open a PDF. Like that is just not Literally. realistic. People to me. don't understand like the the privilege also that you can be like and like I understand that like we like we live under an exploitative capitalistic yeah. system that like devoids of of any time to even like be human yeah. beings. I understand course, that like yeah. and when I say read, I don't oh, I mean mm-hmm. educate yourself. Like yeah. I don't always mean like freaking mm-hmm. like state and revolution. Open das Kapital. Like, <laughs> no (laughs) (laughs) exactly if you can't do that then i just don't understand what do you mean when you say like i want a revolution Mm -hmm. i want liberation Mm -hmm. i want things to end i want i want i want black liberation i want the the fall of white supremacy how do you think that happens like do you think we just wish it right to happen and it happens i think there's this weird like fetish of like spontaneity within the american left that thinks things just happen Mm -hmm. they just yeah and like people need to realize that like revolution is something organized like it's something that is deliberate it's something that people work towards Mm -hmm. they work towards it collectively like let's talk about black lives matter last year why did that just fizzle out Mm. why did black Mm -hmm. matter why did black lives matter let's talk about it let's talk about it let's talk about it and it's because there wasn't this direct plan Mm -hmm. there wasn't a this idea of like what are our collective goals what are we fighting for Mm -hmm. and some people will say like oh the goal was for everyone to understand that black lives matter if you understood revolutions if you understood like political like politics you understand that like that is not substantial enough Mm -hmm. like that's not not how things change people right that's not how things change like why do you think the panthers had like an extensive like political education curriculum before you could even call yourself a panther was it because they just wanted to make a cool yeah. exclusive club <laughs> right 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 no and why do you think no. alongside all of their free free food free like their mutual aid programs was political education why do you think in every breakfast exactly. program, Why they were also think- telling kids what it meant to be black in America. Because, like, that's the, <laughs> that's the thing. These things go together. And how are you going to bring about change when your goals are, like, not rooted in current material conditions, not rooted in any sort of, like, goal or long-term plan with a sort of a, a structured, like, this is what I want to change. Like, if, if people who are support, quote-unquote, supporting Black Lives Matter or who are, like, uh, the people behind um, the sort of mass movement and protests and everything, like, can't even agree on abolishing the police, yes or no? Like, then how, What? what's the goal? Like, what's the goal? And, 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 and what does it mean that after months of uprising and months of whatever, that we will turn around and elect the architect of mass incarceration Real. and a top Real. cop? Real. Into whatever. Real. Is that not a testament to a lack yes. in political education, in a yes. lack and of understanding? And it's also understanding, like people are voting in right? Democrats being like, oh, it's because I believe in like Black Lives Matter and because I don't. Well, what do you mean by that? What do you exactly. really think these mer- words what do you mean? mean? <laughs> like, words mean things. Exactly. Words, words mean, mean things. things. Like, Black Lives Matter as, as like an acronym and as like a phrase is not just something to use for your dating profiles. What does it mean for what you want for the world to like look like and how are you building that? exactly what does a reality in which black lives do mm-hmm. matter look like 
it's not just like like what do you think is going to yeah. happen like do you think that like when the president of the united states says black lives matter that now the material conditions of black people in this country have yeah. now changed no it's very it's very ridiculous mm-hmm. it's very mm-hmm. ridiculous honestly it's delusional right. like, it is what do you really think do you think that the world is just going to be the way that it is like now except there's going to be more like diverse cops slash people who are presidents and leaders of the empire but that is that is a testament to the importance of political education because some people really think that that is what black mm. lives mattering means that some people really think that that is what black liberation means black faces in high up that places. is just so bizarre to me Identity reduction. What this is what happens when you do not politically educate yourself. This is what happens when you don't read. This is what happens when you don't Mm -hmm. like when you don't read theory. Okay, being queer, being black, being whatever, being whatever identity that you hold, being a woman, being a feminist, being what like being a socialist, having these views and having an identity tied to them, they don't mean fucking anything if you don't know shit about it. You don't know shit about it. So why are you talking about what you do? (laughs) Exactly. Every person that looks like you or has the same identities as you is mm. not invested in mm-hmm. your liberation. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about it earlier. Like, Ferrari talks mm-hmm. about it in Pedagogy of the Press. He talks about how, like, the oppressed suffer from a duality in which, like, they want their full and complete mm-hmm. self-determination, but they also have, like, internalized, like I said earlier, mm-hmm. the consciousness of their oppressor. They've also internalized mm-hmm. the fear of their own freedom. Because where does, like, like Elias was saying at the beginning, where does oppression take mm-hmm. foot if not our minds yeah. like where does who who is carrying out the duties of the mm-hmm. empire if not us mm-hmm. if not us yeah like if so, whether we like it or right. not whether we like it or not and this is the other thing i'm like if you can't if you can't even get your position your mind into a place of understanding that like mass political re-education and education period needs to be done also i need to be educated i need to know more and i'm always going to be like learning because no one person can understand everything from their own experiences and also Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like the world operates on such a large level with so many people that there's no way that your own personal experiences your own on the ground work your own reality is ever is going to ever fully encompass every reality every struggle every fight for liberation so why do you think you're above reading about it why do you think you're above having to learn mm-hmm. more? Yeah, Educating no one is yourself. above that. Mm-hmm. And I think like we should then we should talk about like the fucked up stuff that happens when people start to posit their lived experience yeah. as um, mm-hmm. a substitute mm-hmm. for political education mm-hmm. or universal or enough to inform to give them a solid and complete and thorough yeah. understanding of our reality because i think that is that is a testament to like the the needing to have discernment you need to discern mm-hmm. between like is someone talking because like is, is 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 a political actor talking from just that a uh, lived experience which is mm-hmm. something that bad faith political actors do a lot of the time do because all they the time. know all the they know all that the that the lived experience like people people can resonate with that people can see that uh-huh. right and they can use that to scapegoat any sort of political substance yeah. any sort of actual material substance i think there's a strange thing that people think that like oppression will lead to higher consciousness or like awareness of like said oppression when mm-hmm. in reality i think france Fernand talked about this a lot mm-hmm. in Richard of the earth that 
oppression actually usually just leads to like horrible coping methods yeah, that's right, why in yeah. so many right. posts like you can go to any like deindustrialized city in this country whether it's mm-hmm. detroit the rust belt appalachia just any mm-hmm. or just post-industrial society in general mm-hmm. like people are suffering so much from like opioid addictions mm-hmm. alcoholism mm-hmm. like all these things and like people think that just happens out of we don't even wait let's like they, not, we don't even like, have to what, go that far to alcohol what about caffeine yeah, what about wine mom exactly, what about yeah, like exactly. we don't have to go that far it it's yeah. this like it's this tendency within people that think that this just like appears out of nowhere like why do you think all this shit ha- started to happen mm-hmm. once we started to deindustrialize in this country Mm-hmm. And like how neoliberalism completely ripped apart our society. Deindustrialization is like kind of it started in the '60s in the USA, um, kind of in that post-war period where like jobs like start like manufacturing jobs like started like disappearing in the USA either mostly through automation in that earlier period, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. then like the late '80s and '90s that's when like neoliberalism started, which is basically like this economic and political philosophy that thinks like free markets free trade deals deregulate things the most the individual is the most important thing in the world like Mm -hmm. you know all those things it's both economic and philosophical like how you understand humans and And i think neoliberalism um, also is like is is very much so responsible to how social justice and social movements have become commodified and mm -hmm, swallowed mm -hmm. by the capitalistic market that is why Mm -hmm. you can now buy a shirt that says eat the rich made by exploited workers in the global south right thinking that exactly right exactly it's super tied up fundamentally with imperialism right even like even that idea of buying a shirt that says a statement made by someone who is who's super exploited from the labor that was exported from the us to like the reason why clothing manufacturers food none of that shit is made in the u.s now is because the u.s is like the amount of wealth money capital that it sits on it's blood money it's all exported labor it's all it's all not only is it the destruction of the communities on a global level that we're exporting labor to but it's also the destruction of all the communities that the labor was removed from like Elias was saying um, in terms of like the Rust Belt cities and like Detroit and like what like the the reason why all our cars being made in like fucking Japan now um, <laughs> does not help pe- like people in the global south nor does it help people in the US uh, is exactly is, is because it simply it, it helps destroyed these communities yes it's mm-hmm. it's for the it's for the purpose of rearranging money within the within the you know the people who own this world who own the <laughs> own the world yeah <laughs> I, I this is such an important point because I feel like a lot of people don't know what imperialism means because mm-hmm. imperialism mm-hmm. can take many forms. Break it down, bestie. Break like, it down. Because <laughs> like, I think a lot of people think of imperialism as merely like warmongering, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when that's not the case. Like I think Lenin, I take the I take Lenin's definition about imperialism yes. to be the highest yeah. state of capitalism uh-huh. and how mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. it's finance capital being mm-hmm. exported to other countries. Yes, and then this domineering power controls these subordinate countries but people need to realize that it's not merely like these workers in the global south being subsumed by Mm -hmm. foreign capital but it's also the american workers who now got fucked over by losing their jobs and but that's that's the intentional design of the system exactly Mm -hmm. and are now going to blame migrants on on foreigners of the imperialistic empire that is the u.s yeah
Exactly. And that's, and it's all intentional. Mm-hmm. It's all intent. It plays into national chauvinism. Mm-hmm. Like people can easily like get brainwashed. Mm-hmm. This idea that like, um, we're better. We're so great. We're, we're the, and, and, and it, it doesn't exist in a vacuum. Like you were saying earlier, when you're told we, you, your country is the leader of the free world. Bullshit. First of right. all. Yeah. Free world. Bullshit. What world is free? <laughs> <Babe>. <laughs> And, and if you ask anyone, okay, what's so great, you know, ask an average American, what's so great about prisons? They keep us safe. They, they, they put away the bad people. What's so great about, like, immigration laws and, and excluding people from coming into the U.S. versus, versus have, like, the, the way that imperialism works as Lenin defines and as Nkrumah defines in neocolonialism, right? Like, mm-hmm. like what people's, people's understanding of the world, like, that's why political education is it's so important. necessary. Because, because these ideas, and, and that's what I want to tell y'all listening like these things that we're talking about like yes like we're smart as hell we're great we're wonderful amazing never been done before (laughs) yeah (laughs) we're not we're not we're not we're not geniuses we're not yeah these these ideas didn't just we didn't make these these up we didn't make these up we we read lana we read nakrumo we read exactly and thought thought, wow this is so true let's combine these things together look at the world that we're living in look at our own existences and think wow this applies in so many ways like you can do it too babe i believe in you you This is something I always talk about with regard not only to political education, but political thinkers. Mm -hmm. Because what I hate so much about this narrative that, like, theory is written by white people or written exclusively by white people. First thing, that is so insulting to all the revolutionaries who have, like, invested so much of their life to their country's Mm -hmm. revolution. Like you, who do you think Mao? Who do you think Ho Chi Minh? Who do you think Tomas and Kara was reading? Who do you think they were reading? Those old dead white men that you think Mommy are Turing, so, like, yeah. What? And the, we, we don't we don't even have to go outside of the country. Like yeah, Kwame who were the Turing, Black Panthers Malcolm reading? X? Who were the Panthers reading? Yeah, right. Yeah. Like these people that you look down upon over uh, uh, on on the basis of those neoliberal sort of like identity politics things that are used to sell us things now, right? That idea yeah. that like oh all like all yeah. white people white people are bad because they're white. Okay, yeah, men are bad because they're men. Okay, fine. But like like what does this really mean for what the world? Well, like, how does this inform? Yeah, like George Jackson. George Jackson, blood in my eye. He was writing from a jail cell, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And and was still able to so poignantly name and describe our societal conditions, our social political landscape, fascism, all that stuff. How much more you, like a non incarcerated person, like right? You're not special for thinking that you are too good or too oppressed to read no one's too oppressed Mm -hmm. to read no one's too oppressed to learn in fact when you're oppressed that's when you should be learning that's how you get out of a system of oppression that's how you remove like and this is the other thing like that i what what uh, elias was saying earlier about like your identity um what your your identity not being itself a way of like discernment like any sort of political ideology or understanding i think is 
in the in, in the concept of like feminism specifically so important like mm-hmm. it, it just because you're a woman just because you're gay just because you're mm-hmm. trans whatever this mm-hmm. does not make give you any sort of understanding of how patriarchy works on a works. systemic level it doesn't like, it like doesn't. you know what it means to be you can like, identify in your yeah. individual life yeah yeah, yeah yeah like this is misogyny and, and, this is and, what and the this gag is. is and the gag mm-hmm. is without an understanding of patriarchy there's probably more situations in your life that you probably exactly. didn't even Identify you didn't even think about as it. the yeah. result of yeah. patri- patriarchal domination. Like what? Mm-hmm. The reactionary is it, it's it's just someone who reacts to the political state of the world um, and the and the destruction that we live in and reacts in a way that blames like minorities or you know like uh, or or women or Jews yep. or whatever. It reacts in a way that maintains oppression maintains maintains the the status quo reactionary politics is the natural conclusion of a politically uneducated person yes i I feel like when you see the state of our world like you see we just went through a Mm -hmm. global pandemic millions of people died and are continuing to die we saw the whole global economy Mm -hmm. collapse we saw we're seeing our housing market Mm -hmm. inflate we just had the eviction Mm -hmm. moratorium like ended right now like the world is burning and people are scared and when people are scared they're always going to react in a way that seems comfortable to them and i feel like that is something that i always want to emphasize when i talk about political education because when you're politically educated you look at this chaotic world and you don't let it it's not surprising because you understand why it's not surprising like i i i'm not gonna bluff like i look at the world i am fearful of the things that i'm seeing but i'm not shocked i'm not jarred i'm not i'm not set in the state of mania like no i'm secure because i knew it was gonna happen because i was able to track all the shit happening and it makes an important Mm -hmm. point and when you're able to ground yourself which I think political education mm-hmm. does for you. When you're able to ground yourself in reality, it doesn't let you be manipulated. It doesn't let you be manipulated by, like this, by CNN, what... by MSNBC, as Olivia was saying exactly. earlier. Because the, the existence of these exactly. liberal institutions and how news media exists now, it's to shock you again and again and again to get profit exactly. out of you. That's how media exactly. works, right? Say it again. So, exactly. like, it again. when you are shocked, when you're constantly in a state of shock and despair, you can continually be exploited. And when mm-hmm. you're always, when you're always exactly. like, oh no, these exactly. horrible things are happening, what can I do to help? What can I, as, as an individual within this neoliberal society, do to make this world a quote-unquote yeah. better place when everything is going to shit? When you're a liberal and you think these things, it's just, it's, there's a crushing, overwhelming sense of just spare because you it's not possible exactly. as an individual not, you have no power you within don't. your political values within whatever it doesn't yeah. free you yeah your political values are not freeing and that's mm-hmm. and i think and i think to ellie's point about not shock uh, and sunny's point about not shocking i mean i think the the a great example of that was the most recent election mm-hmm. the way people were acting yeah. the way yeah. people were yeah. were were shocked at like the possibility of trump winning the way people mm-hmm. were shocked at the uselessness of biden when he didn't mm-hmm. deliver on his promises the way people were shocked it's like y'all did not expect this you didn't exactly. think this was no, gonna happen did you not see this coming <laughs> the fuck like and and we don't even say that like, y'all. Yeah. we don't even say that to be patronizing we don't say that to be whatever we say that to stress the importance of political education. Because if you have read stuff, if you understand how the world has been working and how it's going to continue to work unless something changes and people as a collective, like, change the system as a whole, why, like, 
like you you would not be surprised people have lived through the apocalypse like indigenous people have lived through the apocalypse and exactly and, and, and you know you can it cannot get any worse than it is but it does every day and that's what it means to live in a world that is that it's an imperialist genocidal empire right like you you're living through you're living in a fascist police state you're living in a surveillance capitalist state why are you surprised i define this period as the time of mm-hmm. monsters which is a quote by mm-hmm. Gramsci when he was talking about like um, the old world mm-hmm. is dying, but the new world is struggling mm-hmm. to be born because we still have not like created a collective movement to push this forward. But I I am confident enough to say that neoliberalism is on its mm-hmm. last knees. Like mm-hmm. the pandemic absolutely mm-hmm. ruptured it. The EU mm-hmm. is in shambles. The fucking mm-hmm. NATO is yeah. in shambles. Like all those like big multilateral mm-hmm. things that like neoliberalism like mm-hmm. propped up, they're all falling yeah, the apart. Yeah, the IMF, the World Bank, and, like people, and like you see, uh, the IMF, they can't even do Bank, a successful coalition anymore. <laughs> they can't. Yeah. Exactly. So, color revolution is <laughs> it's, it's when it's when global powers sort of come together to. In, in a post-Soviet sort of in a socialist country bring about a revolution from like like the young people to incite sort of like excitement from all over the from the imperial core to be like wow look at how the socialist country is not doing well we must we must invade we must overthrow um, and this happened a lot especially in like yeah. right after the Soviet Union fell which you know you know what happened after that the, the vacuum of power was filled up by fascists and Nazis right like that's what happens when socialism falls yeah. that's what happens when and you, what like invade and the most recent example i feel like that we've seen sos cuba exactly Mm -hmm. exactly and in 2018 2019 it was it was hong kong when people are protesting in a country whose dominant language is not english Mm -hmm. with posters that are in english yeah you have to ask questions and i and i feel like those are the questions that anyone can can see right away with political education, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. with political education, you don't you don't get fooled by seeing um, supposed protest in Cuba where they're waving the American flag and saying yeah. SOS Cuba. Yeah. Since when did y'all? Since when would y'all start? When did y'all care about yeah. Latin America? <laughs> when did y'all? No, no, no. Because this, I made a TikTok about this. Like, if these Americans care about Latin America so much, why didn't they talk about the 2019 Chile- mm-hmm. Chilean protests? Mm-hmm. Why they talk about the Colombian protests that are still happening to this day? They talked mm-hmm. about it for two weeks. Now it's all yeah. quiet. Why didn't they talk about the Peruvian constitutional crisis, the austerity protests yeah. in Ecuador, yeah. the Brazilian protests happening right now? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. there's so many mm-hmm. movements happening in Latin America right now, and yet they're silent. And I need people to really realize and ask. Why? why? Why the fuck does American media not give a fuck about these protests why did CNN, happening in these neoliberal right, regimes? Do a whole sixty-minute section on Hong Kong, interviewing sons and daughters of billionaires and billionaires themselves about their supposed fight fight for liberation against the big scary socialist China, and none of the thing, none of the millions of people on the streets right now in other countries protesting neoliberalism, imperialism, and austerity get nothing. CNN does not give a fuck. Why? Why? Think about it. And so that is what what Sunny was talking about. When when that is a color revolution. That is Mm -hmm. what color revolution means. Mm -hmm. Um, It's essentially a fake revolution. And that Mm -hmm. is the the importance of political discernment. Yeah. To know. 
a color revolution isn't necessarily right. fake, but it is something of when it it's cultivating. It's usually hopping off a political or economic yeah, crisis, yeah. and it clings onto that because people are genuinely like they're genuinely right, pissed right. off. Like these people are very discontent. But then the government enters mm-hmm. and co-ops yeah. and co-ops the movement yeah, for their for own sure. purposes, and that's what I need people to right, right, realize right. is that like these color revolutions, they have. They have, like, genuine grievances. Yes. Like, let's say Cuba. Like, legit, yeah. yes. Like, Cuba in Mantanzas, per- particularly that province, like, the healthcare was yeah. collapsing. But why the fuck do you think America latched mm-hmm. onto that and then called for regime yeah. change? Yeah. Like, I need people to really start thinking. Let's think. Like, it pisses me <laughs> off so much. You really think that America gives yeah. a fuck about yeah. Latin Americans? And, they and, don't. And also, it like, doesn't. Do you, it never and, will. It never and, has. And, and also, do you really think that in any sense, um, America can be a more uh, an adjudicator of morality? Yeah. America can yeah. be the enforcer Not of morality. All. Just just look at your own country. Look at your own situation and yeah. ask yourself: Could a could could a country that is acting like this, moving like this, behaving like this, <laughs> go into other countries? And enforce democracy, enforce yeah. um, um, equity, enforce whatever. Yeah. People are for real not okay. But who, who in power is using their suffering for what ends? For exactly. That's, and, that's, and that's the other, like, there's, exactly. there, I, can, I can spot a color revolution from a mile away because whenever I see people on Instagram be a little too loud about a country, I'll go on the page and I'm like, mm, this looks a little set up. No, no, no. This is the thing that uh-huh. people need to realize about color revolutions. Like, the reason why it's in English is because those signs aren't for mm-hmm. the government. They aren't for their citizens, their regular mm-hmm. people. Yeah. They're for us. The signs are for American citizens. Yeah. They are trying to manufacture mm-hmm. intervention consent. for intervention. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? And you know what? The liberals they eat, oh, the, eat it, it works. They eat, liberals have this savior yes. complex of like, oh my the god, look at these signs. The poor They're telling we us need to, to save calm. The black people. We need to save these poor yellow people. We need to save these. You know, like Which, we need to save these people yeah. with our military, with our government, with our police state that kills people every mm-hmm. single day within our own country due to how the IMF and the World Bank works. Which here, let me explain that. Like. You know, regardless of the political leanings of people of the people in power in under underdeveloped or overexploited global South countries like Colombia, like foreign investors and private markets are literally forced into these poor countries' economies in order for aid from yeah. the institutions of like the World Bank and the IMF to be prevented. So the incentive for the World Bank and the IMF is that the International Monetary Fund is that they will provide financial assistance to any poor country as long as said poor country doesn't socialize its natural resources. Uh, you know, and it allows foreign investors to buy those natural resources and basically doesn't implement any policy that is even close to socialism. No universal health care, no workers protection, no nothing like that if you want aid mm-hmm. from the IMF or the World Bank. And that's how imperialist institutions yeah. and mm-hmm. economic that structures is, are the same that, thing. Um, and then why these countries find themselves where they suddenly have debt. Right. You have to mm-hmm. ask yourself mm-hmm. why a country in the global south that has been exploited for mm-hmm. years and now suddenly has independence now owes money to these countries that exploited a country that them. have been pillaged and mm-hmm. bastardized and the resources mm-hmm. take has debt. Yeah. How does that make sense? Yeah. And see, when you don't have political education, you don't have political discernment, you see people's cries for help on a global level and think, wow, we should help them. Who's we? Why? 
Like what you you don't even know how these you don't even know how these political structures work. So why do you think you have the ability to, to discern who needs help from whom and how, when, why? Like and also I made this graph based off of a tweet that I saw. Like and I posted it like on Instagram because I was like I was I was proud of this graphic because it's like a three part kind of cycle thing where it's like you know you know at any point you can go into this cycle and see what's going on right now. Like so U.S. imperialists invent an atrocity in a global south country so human rights orgs and corporate media lick it all up and disseminate it to justify military aggression then the u.s invades murders a few million people totally flattens the country props up a right-wing puppet government slash military occupation and plunders its natural resources next stop next stop next 10 years later the truth comes out about the falsified atrocity but the u.s public doesn't care war criminals go unpunished while victims suffer at cycle rinse cycle repeat like and that and that's from thing, iraq yeah. to political discernment yeah. and mm-hmm. to, to bolivia yes. to um haiti to, 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 <laughs> to hate like korea it's, just like it's not even like it's not even like it's almost like i want to start naming the countries it hasn't happened to right instead right of like, like, that's, like it's just too like yeah 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 like, yeah, yeah but um like this, this is like I want people like Americans particularly need to unlearn this savior yeah. complex because it's something that is destroying yeah. the world. Like I'm not even being like facious yeah. about that. Like it's destroying mm-hmm. the world because it's, it's like, an arm of U.S. imperialism. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's an save arm the leaders. Save it, the save the women in these probably Muslim countries. Save this. Say, okay, you're save people in Hong Kong from being beaten by the police. Sorry, people have been have been protesting in Hong Kong for years. No one has ever been murdered by the police. People in the U.S. go outside and get shot by the police. You How are you helping people in Hong Kong yeah. from the police when you just <laughs> put in office a top cop? Yeah, what look, do at you mean? Like, look at yourself. Look in the like, mirror. Are you I, not embarrassed? I like, like I feel like a lot of Americans tend to like view other countries as like homogenous like i think that's the thing that always tricks them like they see protests and they believe that like reflects the entire public opinion and thus it allows them to be like oh we must this is urgent if we're gonna use that same logic that means like international onlookers to the usa would have thought that like everyone in the usa supported blm let me tell y'all everyone in the usa does not do that and 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 that and these protests aren't even at the Mm -hmm. scale of what blm Mm -hmm. blm was blm was something that was Mm -hmm. unprecedented and you're you're calling for u.s intervention for these protests that aren't even half the size you know, public half the size of what mm-hmm. BLM was. So I need people to like realize that like these countries are real. They're mm-hmm. normal. They have people with diverse political mm-hmm. opinions, and they're always gonna be down yeah. to talk. Like I don't know why people like infantilize like other people, but like Americans aren't the only people who can protest and like yeah. like to talk. Yeah. All Americans think non-Americans are subhuman at best. Like at best. And the thing is whether or whether or not that you consciously perceive that you are dehumanizing Uh the global south or other countries or not. It doesn't matter. Yeah. That that is how that is how imperialism or US chauvinism works. Mm -hmm. The fact that like your global position means that even if you say things or do things with the most purest intent the way you because some of the people that are sharing SOS Cuba really want to help Cuba dummy shit mm-hmm. but it actually is from good intent mm-hmm. but it doesn't matter yeah, it doesn't happens. matter yeah. because if you understood your global positionality you would understand that yes. there is no yes. form 
of intervention oh. from the imperial core mm-hmm. that is not oppressive, mm-hmm. that is not violent, yeah. that is not like, whatever. I, I think Americans need to know, like, what to what extent does their voice impact yeah. things? And the only thing that our voice has impact on is the actions mm-hmm. of our government. And usually, the government is never going to take your mm-hmm. voice in good faith. The mm. government's always going to manipulate and twist your yes. words to do. Oh, y'all said Black Lives Matter. Shit. Okay, we've let's, seen let's this for. Let's put a black cop in the in the in the Oval Office. You can't even save yourself. Why do you think you can save other people? These nations, right. these nations are revolutionary people. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. we are talking about people who organize mass movements to take down things. We yeah. can't even fucking organize to get universal health care. <laughs> we can't even get universal fucking college. Yeah, we can't yeah. even. We can't even organize to get to extend the eviction moratorium. Yeah, like yeah. who the fuck are we right, to tell literally. people how to handle shit yeah. when literally the government just walks on our backs mm-hmm. every fucking day? Yeah. And I think that that can also be said about just like even domestically when it comes to liberation, um, um oh, yeah. oppression, all that stuff. Oh, who yeah. are you to champion liberation to fight against oppression when you can't even kill the oppressor in your head and your yeah. heart? When yeah. you can't exactly. even Ooh. rid yourself, mm-hmm. when you can't even rid yourself of the ways in which you have internalized the yeah. oppressor, who are you then to say, "Oh, I want this system to fail," or "I hate this," or "We need to free ourselves," or "Black liberation," mm-hmm. or um, "What was it?" Um, stop Asian mm-hmm. hate, Asian liberation, mm-hmm. queer liberation. Like, who are you to even say that? To say that you're for that when you can't even stop the internalized Asian hate, mm-hmm. when you can't even stop the internalized anti-blackness. Mm-hmm. When you can't even stop the yeah. so the the internalized carceral logics, the yeah. internal internalized, it, the same thing can be said on a macro level, on a global level. Who are you to um, go into these um, countries as an arbiter of freedom, justice, and whatever the fuck you think it right. is? When you can't even ensure freedom in your own country, yeah. you can't even ensure equity in your own country, yeah. especially now that we're seeing a rise in neoliberalism, we're seeing a rise yes. in um, the way social movements have become profitable. Yeah have become yeah. both 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 economic capital and social mm-hmm, capital mm-hmm. right and so how do you discern the real from the fake the political education that is sound versus what is not sound i think one way is when i think liberals typically post things in very vague terms like go yeah. help this mm-hmm. person yeah go help this country mm-hmm. go do that and a more informed person will tell you like direct things that we actually have the power to change uh-huh. i don't think of america as a nation mm-hmm. i don't think of it as a country i think of it as an empire it's a project it's an empire yeah. it's a pro empire. it's a global it's empire a project. It, like when you see these other nations with these people who have like a direct connection with their land mm-hmm. their history their mm-hmm. people like why do you think america struggles doing that because it's an empire. There's no culture here. It is an here. empire. <laughs> because the only thing that can define an oppressor is the act of oppression. Exactly. Exactly. It's culture exactly. is domination. It's genocide. It's so there is no culture. There yeah. is no exactly. Yeah. The culture is domination, capture, consume, and steal. Yeah. That that is the culture. Because that is what and and again to quote Ferrari, like that is what Ferrari talks about when he talks about how oppressing is also a dehumanizing pursuit. Yes. Not in the like the oppressor 
other is dehumanizing themselves because they are defining their human humanity now by the act of oppressing what i think liberation really posits can we can we bring about a society where certain people are not oppressed for who they are and their racial category for gender that shouldn't even exist like for not you know how can people relate to each other in a way that doesn't involve shit like money like transaction like how do we get to a place where no one's existence and desirability and beauty and no no one's existence negates the ability people are getting plastic surgery talking about liberation feminism no it's not talking about it's empowering me empowering why Please. do you even need empowerment? What does empowerment really look like? Let's yes. ask the questions. <laughs> Let's ask the questions. Right. Why are you? And Let's also, it's like, why are you asking for a seat at the table when when there should be an axe to it in the first place, right? Like when none of this shit should even mm-hmm. exist. And and that's and mm-hmm. like when you're not politically educated, you see these institutions and you and you strive for them. You you're like, I need. You strive for a seat at the table. You strive for empowerment. You strive for inclusion. all these things that are only created Diversity. by the conditions of yes. your oppression. Oh. Diversity from what? Yeah. Diversity as opposed to what? Inclusion into what? <laughs> like, <laughs> into what exactly? Please, I, please. This is please. something that I always talk about with my friends when we talk about, like, what postmodern society is. Mm-hmm. And it's this feeling of, like, your whole being is dehistoricized. Mm. It's decontextualized. Mm-hmm. You have nothing to understand yourself. Right. Like, that's what allows, like, these neoliberal identity politics to, like, function. Mm-hmm. Because, like... If, if you're able, if you are someone who is able to root yourself in history and context, you will not fall for this bullshit neoliberal identity politics. In fact, you will develop revolutionary identity politics because you will recognize yourself. Exactly. Your oppressor yeah. tries to alienate you from yourself from the moment you exactly. are born, from mm-hmm. the moment you take your first breath in this oppressive society. And so to reclaim ownership to yourself, not your 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 shell self mm-hmm. who you are your historical context mm-hmm. your your social and political positions yeah. your your identities and how that shaped the way you move through the mm-hmm. world your ancestral yes. context mm-hmm. all that yes. stuff when you can really define yourself for yourself for who you are that is revolutionary in and of itself yeah. exactly and people need to know that like this can only be achieved by not just simply reading theory but like history mm-hmm. like yeah. talking to your parents mm-hmm. your friends your family like you need Your to community. realize that. Who, yeah. who the hell are you? Mm-hmm. Like you, are you? people... Like postmodern society is how is letting people tell you what the fuck your identity means, yeah, exactly. and then it commodifies and, that and it sells it to yeah. you. And, and that yes, is something exactly. that is so so mind-boggling to me. And it's something that I always want to tell to like diaspora kids mm-hmm. or like children of immigrants. Like mm-hmm. you are you are in America, not just. For no reason. Like Please the reason why our fa- the, the reason why our our parents had to flee their countries yeah. is because they were either bombed, yeah. they were either ravaged by neoliberalism uh-huh. or both. Uh-huh. Like and it, that's why it boggles my mind. Yeah. All the and time. that's why I hate, hate the way the diaspora talks about the 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 identity of the immigrant and in relation to the American dream. Your parents didn't come to this country because they were like America is so great, America no. is so great in a vacuum. Yeah. Even if they in were saying vacuum. that in yeah. a vacuum. Why do people escape no, to exactly. America? They're escaping from American policy. Like, come on. Exactly. 
and 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 having to undergo all of this white supremacist violence. Yeah. All of you think they want to be here? You think they want to have to learn a new language and navigate a society exactly. that hates them? Doesn't want them to exist? Exactly. Like, like how can you? And sit, then you have the nerve. Right, how can you sit at the table, with, exactly. see your mom interact with all these old white ladies who very clearly don't see her as a real person? Who can't understand can't, her? She, can't yeah. infantilize uh-huh. her? And then um, think, wow, this is this so stuff, cool, great, like, awesome. I want to be a part of this. Why? <laughs> related to political discernment i want to talk about also the way certain ideas or concepts have been like bastardized kind of by the neoliberal apparatus and and how that is also kind of a testament to a lack in political education whether that be intersectionality um what else harm reduction mm, um yeah. what other words that they be using all willy-nilly <laughs> like just like leftist terms yeah. revolutionary terms yeah. things that were started with actual substantial revolutionary like potential with whatever that have completely been watered down misuse even abolition feminism so abolition is the last term. Time, feminism yeah. feminism and so how do people i remember earlier we were like words mean things how do people actually understand what the words mean how do people have a good understanding of what those words mean and how do people know when People are serving you bullshit of that word when when people are talking about intersectionality with uh-huh. an attitude approach. How do you how do you peep that like that's oh, not shit. it? That's not it. Yeah. When people are talking about um feminism um with um um with um turfy bullshit, yeah. with biological yeah. determinant mm-hmm. bullshit, how do you how do you how do you know like that's not that good feminism right, versus right, right. maybe oh. someone else that's good I, feminism? Right. How do you know I that's think, intersectionality versus that's not you know? Mm-hmm. I think it's hard to discern that, but what I want to advise people so they don't fall for that is that like you shouldn't view education as like one authority figure just giving you everything. Like you should view right. education to be in conversation with that person. Mm-hmm. Like the, you should not view anyone as infallible. Some right. people can be mm-hmm. wrong. Mm-hmm. And it's up to Every, you. Not some people. To, everybody can be everyone wrong. Everyone can be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Everybody it can be wrong. And you need to be like, wait, let me think about this. Let me be in conversation mm-hmm. with this. Like, I also advise this when, like, you're reading things, when you're listening to things, when you're watching a video. Like, you need to be in conversation with whatever you're engaging with. Not just right. taking it raw and just, like, yeah. thinking, like, oh, right. yeah, like, let me think that, like no like mm-hmm. you have to like critically engage with it Gaze i think that's the i think that's a good that's word important. critically engage critically with it engage, and yeah. don't just take it just don't take it wrong yeah people at like, its word think it's true yeah and like, like there's so many dog whistles i feel like for like once you're on the internet enough you start to realize okay that's that's a turf rhetoric that's turf mm-hmm. logic or oh, yeah. people who yeah. use that word are just racist and not even on the and not even just on the internet, mm-hmm. in real life. Oh, yeah, for sure. In real life. I make, I, I've made a lot of TikToks about this where it's like people will come in my comments and try to tell me that I'm wrong about things that I'm like, no, 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 you don't understand. I know I'm not wrong because I've read about this <laughs> a lot, right? Like I've read a lot about this. You yeah. cannot bring me a talking point that I have not already heard before. You cannot tell mm-hmm. me something that I've not already thought about extensively. When I say, mm-hmm. oh, all cops are bad, you cannot tell me about your Uncle Jimmy and, and think I'm going to change my mind. <laughs> like, I mm-hmm. I know about that. And the, and the mm-hmm. reason, like, me knowing about you all that shit. You know yourself shit, and you know your po- you have right. your politically educated. Me knowing about that is why I'm even saying this in the first fucking place. So why do you think you can check me? I'm not here to be checked. Mm-hmm. For me, when people 
um come on my TikToks and tell me that I'm wrong. For me, it's not I I always respond it's not a matter of being right or wrong because for me, I'm not trying to convince anyone oh, of yeah, anything. Same. In yeah. fact, I think that just stating the reality of the situation that we're in is enough to radicalize people. Yeah. Because I understand that it's your oppressor that tries to convince you of things, that tries to win you over. Yeah. I am not going to adopt the same manners yeah. and logics of my oppressor to to yeah. gain my freedom. Yeah. So I'm not trying to convince you of anything. So to be like I'm I'm not I, it's not a matter of right and wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you about what is happening yeah. outside your window. Yeah. That's it. I'm telling period. you the truth and if you don't You're like talking it, about if you don't come to the same exactly. conclusions as I do, well, let's wait a few months and see where we are. Cuz I will not <laughs> exactly. have moved and you will probably I, will probably would have. I think what gives me most hope is whenever I talk to like my mom. And why I say that is because I think what a lot of people don't realize is that many people in this country are apolitical. They're apolitical people, but who want a better world. Apolitical people are people who just look at the world and say, this shit fucking sucks yeah. and mm-hmm. we deserve better. But I don't think that could happen. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to detach myself from politics because that's what I, that's what my mom tells mm-hmm. me. And I don't blame her because, well, like she lived through like the debt crisis in Mexico. Neoliberalism was fucking everything up in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Like, I understand. Like, I can imagine. She fucking saw the USSR far in the 1991. Right. Right. Like, you know, there she lived through a lot. And I feel like a lot of us forget that our parents lived through, like, mm-hmm. a very tumultuous time of, like, a rapid change from the 1960s to 1990s. Mm-hmm. And, like, when I talk to my mom, it's so interesting to me that, like, she acknowledges the U.S. as an empire. Because mm-hmm. she, she is fully aware of what this con- this empire has done to so many countries around the world whether in latin america whether in iraq Mm -hmm. whether in libya whether in syria we can talk about this all day it has happened in front of our eyes Mm -hmm. and you know she is fully aware and that's the thing like i know i have full faith in americans that like we know this shit fucking sucks and yet we are still in this stagnant state that we think that we can't change it and Mm -hmm. that is something that i think is so like powerful about political education and that's the that's the defining difference between me and my mother is that mm-hmm. my mother has become very disillusioned even though she knows this world fucking sucks and that uh, she knows that like it could be better but she doesn't know how to get there and you know she just takes this what's that word what's that latin phrase like seize the day type of mentality mm-hmm. you just live your yeah. life and hope Carp for the DM, best. yeah well for me Carp DM, yes, exactly. You know, and just, you know, have fun with your family and friends and just hope everything works out. Whereas for me, because I've become more politically educated throughout my life, it's just like, no, like, I don't want to accept that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to accept this shitty fucking reality. Mm-hmm. And I know mm-hmm. that we don't deserve this shit. We don't like, we really don't deserve this shit. Mm-hmm. And like, when you start telling yourself that, when you stop telling yourself that, like, oh, like, it's okay, that's just life. When you stop telling yourself that I actually don't deserve this, I actually deserve better, I my family deserves mm-hmm. better, my friends deserve better, my neighbors deserve better, everyone in this fucking country deserves better, when you start telling yourself that, that's the moment when you can no longer be convinced right. anymore. That's the moment when you realize that, like, I'm going to fight for this shit. Because it's a, it comes to a point when you realize that, like, this shit shouldn't fucking exist. It shouldn't mm-hmm. be like this, and it... And it cannot be like this. 
And I feel and like so, when you cross that like threshold, when you're mm-hmm. able to realize that like when you no longer are finding comfort in your oppression and you exactly you you, you have come exactly. to terms with it. Mm-hmm. And I think like and like for the actual to actually end this, I guess, I wanna know like what would you tell the listeners moving forward that are like okay like i get it political political education is important political discernment is important and it comes through political education there are a lot of people that are trying to um political politically mislead me and i don't want to whatever where should they start where should they start and beyond reading i mean yes reading but i feel like that's like what we've already very much so emphasized but just where should they start? Like in general, not like not just like one thing. Like how should they move? How should they think? Like where should they start? I personally think the first thing that you need to get off of is mainstream media. You need to start going to independent news sources and you need to start because that's where you get to develop your own. Go on Redfish. Because what theory gives on you Twitter, on Instagram. Yeah, like when you Yes. Like when you what theory allows you to do is allow you to articulate the world and see it through a better lens. But what what independent what what independent news media gives you is the content. It gives it you the direct content. It, it contextualizes the theory. It contextualizes the theory and you see it firsthand. Right. Like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. Like this is what this book was talking about. Like exactly. it, it visualizes really what important. you've been reading about. That's really important. And I feel like that's really that's important. That's so important. That's really important. So important. And I would say, um, open your eyes like look around like like a lot of this a lot of the stuff that you read about a lot of the theory a lot of the concepts um it's right in front of you it's right in front of you in that walk to the store in that in that drive to the store it's right in front of you these these people like Elias was talking about his mom these people in front of you are are part of your political education are part of informing yourself are part of yeah are part of it because you realize that these things don't exist in a vacuum. You realize that these things are not just terms. They're not just words with definitions. They mean things in real people's lives. And you realize that our lives are not a textbook, right? Our lives are not that slice and dice. They're not that perfect. They're not that, they're not, they, they have nuance. They have, they have, um, so much like it's not your lives are in a textbook and so that's where i think some of the perils of political education may even lay is that when people take it too far and that's where people say like, yeah, Touch grass, yes. and where people say yeah. like you're like, only whatever, reading this because it applies what? to the real world and, the, and your life exactly you know? exactly and it's yes. not even really taking it too far because you can't be mm-hmm. too educated it's a failure to contextualize mm-hmm. it it's a it's skipping a yeah. step basically you're, you're yes. reading this stuff but you're not engaging with anything why how does that benefit mm-hmm. anyone like you were saying about exactly. conversations like Sunny was talking about critically reading and conversations and needing to not like, or or maybe with Elias, like not only just sitting there and consuming it by yourself and just being like, okay, cool. Talking about it with people, breaking it down with people, like critically thinking about it with people, being in dialogue with And like, don't forget, like this rage always comes in tandem with love. Never be solely guided by Revenus- rage. Revolutionary love. That's when you get revolutionary love is so important you need to start realizing that the rage you feel should also be because you're seeing the people who you love and care about be hurt 
And that's why you're fucking pissed off. You're that's the why you're pissed off. humanity of people that you love be completely taken away. And that's a, like, like when exactly. when I when I was in Boston, I was walking around the streets with my other with my other communist friend, and every time we would run into someone unhoused on the street, and like we would give them cash or you know whatever we have on hand, or and we walk away, she would always just be like, "God, I fucking hate capitalism so much." Or like, or we would look at something. You would you would look at we would look at like some t- anti-homeless architecture or something and be like wow like fuck capitalism like it's it's dystopia right. when it's how dystopia. how can you it's not so apply this how can you it's not horrifying. apply the re- the things that you're exactly how can you not be itching for political when education you, uh, at that point people, like, how can yeah. you not be looking around and being like i need to understand this because this is so incredibly violent this is so incredibly yes. incredibly what how could you just sit there and be like okay in the face of violence in the face of destruction and domination and evil right. okay on that note i want to thank y'all so 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 much for having this conversation how can people find you or keep up with your thoughts oh. or keep up with you because i know that people want to keep listening <laughs> my tiktok is at yo babe um and my twitter is at lord leastan <laughs> at um yo babe is just e-e-l-b-a-b-e and then my Twitter thing is um at Lord Leastan, which is just <laughs> Lord L O R D E underscore L I A underscore S T A N. Great. Lord Leastan. And you can follow me there. Um and I search up Catacol Revolution and I have a bunch of pamphlets coming out that mm-hmm. you can get your political education started with. If you mm-hmm. really want to. Uh, this is Sunny again. Um, you can find me on... Uh, you can find me on YouTube. I make booktube videos where I just talk about books that I read. Because I read voraciously. <laughs> uh, and not not just nonfiction. Although I do have <laughs> videos where you can get your political education started. Because I talk about... I recommend to you nonfiction books. Like theory that has changed my life, and I'll I leave links to where you can find it online for free, like in my description mm. all the time. And my YouTube channel is called A Sunny Book Nook, um, just spelled exactly the way uh, you would say that. And you can also find me on TikTok, ranting about various things. It literally anything that comes to my mind goes on there. It's at Book Hoarder, but the two O's are zeros. Um, and on Twitter at A Sunny Book Nook as well. So yeah, that's where you can find me. Oh. And also listen to my podcast, yeah. me and my other lesbian communist of color, Swifty best friend. <laughs> um, we Renaissance, uh, I think I name dropped them in this episode. We talk about, we have a three part podcast series where every episode we'll talk about like a hot take on the internet that we saw that really pissed us off or that really made, <laughs> really interested us. And then we'll talk about it for a bit. And then we will discuss a piece of media that we consume together, whether that be like a recent song release that we listened to and liked or a movie that we watched together or a book that we read together. And then the third part of the podcast, we all recommend to each other media so it's a lot of like fictional and pop culture media stuff with a lot of commentary about capitalism Mm. (laughs) and um gender and race all throughout because that's what we're interested in that's Mm. what we like to talk about which would help with the contextualization and that's why i cannot engage with media without thinking about it on on every 
Marxist feminist like race <laughs> analysis like level. I can't not think about it on, in that way because once you're politically mm-hmm. educated, once you mm-hmm. have a discernment, like it's so hard to I feel like not apply that to everything within mm-hmm. your life, including yeah, I exactly. See it everywhere. Yeah, because yeah. it is everywhere. Everything is political. The person was political. Yeah. So find us on Spotify or sorry, wait. I don't think did I drop the name. It's called the Lavender Menace. So you can get uh, find us on Spotify or Apple Podcast. Like the Lavender Scare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Smart, smart. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So thank you guys so much for this conversation today. Thank you so much for having thank us. Thank you. This was so fun. Was so fun. It was amazing. Yeah. And like, I'm sure we'll be we'll be in touch. Um, we'll be in touch. We will. Peace out, y'all. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you all so much for watching till the end of the episode. If you want to tap into more conversations like this one and begin to learn the text, materials, and sources that informed a lot of this conversation today, definitely join my Patreon as we debrief and elaborate further on all the topics discussed in this episode. If you enjoyed the guest, definitely go check out their social media and support them. Enjoy the rest of the series. And as always, feel free to DM me and let me know your thoughts on anything we've discussed at we said allegedly on all social media i'll talk to y'all season two peace out friends